Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Okay, I'm talking to you about cultivating God's love in your life. Now, everybody, when you get born again, you get God's love in your heart. Isn't that right? You do, because the Bible says that God is love. It didn't say that He had love, even though He does. But the way that He said it in 1 John, He said, God is love. And so when you receive God, when you receive Jesus Christ, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive love. And so the same love that God is, you have abiding in your heart. Now, this love, it's like anything else. You know, uh, you take a little baby. Uh, we see pictures of this on TV all the time. When that little baby is not nourished and fed and taken care of, uh, it can have malnutrition, it can get sicknesses and diseases, and it can even die, can it? Well, you know, our spiritual life is kind of the same way. We have to nurture. We have to nourish our spiritual life. We have to, that love that's in us, we have to cultivate it. We have to develop it and we have to cause it to be able to grow, have an atmosphere where that can happen. Can you say amen? amen. And so God's love is available to everybody. And I hear people all the time and I've even said it myself. I just don't think I can love them. But you see, that's not a true statement. What is happening is I'm being stretched. God is causing me to step out and be developed or cultivated in His love because every time the test comes for me to walk out of love and I pass it, I'm growing and I'm developing in God's love. But I tell you, you know, the Bible says uh, that offenses are going to come. But he said, don't fall into that trap of offense because the enemy sends offenses your way to try to steal your spiritual growth, your spiritual growth in love away from you. And see, every time we fail that test, we have to go back and we have to learn and pick it up again. I don't know about you, but I do not like to have to keep doing that. Do you? I want to learn. And, and you know, every time I go through something like that and I'm challenged in a relationship, I'm challenged in a way where, you know, I could be offended, but I choose not to be and I choose to do it God's way and I choose to talk God's way and I choose to act God's way. Every time I do that, I could just say, yes, Amen. I won. Amen. The devil lost and I won and Jesus won. The kingdom of God, there was a point put over here in the kingdom of God. But you know, too many times the scoreboard, the devil's getting all the points on his side because God's people are living in carnality. Right. Carnal Christians. We always want to think about carnality as being, you know, sexual sins and all that kind of thing. Well, I'm not saying that it couldn't be, but honey, that's not the most of it. Being carnal is walking in your human nature and in your fleshly nature. And God doesn't want us to, to walk in that nature, but He wants us to be changed. Now, I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn... With me, I've been talking about this at various times when I've ministered here in church. 
Um, and so we're just going to kind of pick back up where we were in verse number 36 of chapter 22. You got your Bible? You say, oh no, she's going to talk on that again. Oh yes, it's going to be so good. And you're just going to get stretched and I can feel you growing now. <laughs> okay, 36. Matthew. What book? <laughs> you ought to be able to figure that out. Good night. What do you think I should do everything for you? <laughs> okay. Matthew 22, verse number 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? See, they were talking to Jesus and, and they said, what is this great commandment? What, what is it that you would have us do? And Jesus said unto him, see, they were probably thinking all kinds of things, but Jesus came out and he said, that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy mind. In another place it says strength. So everything that is within us, we are to love God. Now he could have stopped right there, but he didn't. I want us to go on. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Now, they didn't ask what the second one was. They just asked what the first one was, but Jesus took it a little bit further because he knows that if we love him, that there's going to be a demonstration in this world that we love him. And the second is likened to it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Who is your neighbor? Touch the person on the, either side of you. Just tap them on the shoulder. Say, hi, neighbor. <laughs> we didn't know that they were Southern, did we? See, we in the South, we call people neighbors. How you doing, neighbor? He said to love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. That is, love everybody that's around you. Well, you know, I love them because I'm close to them and I know them. But this group over here, they're just different. They dress different. They look different. They've got all this jewelry. You know, I, I don't think I can love them. He said, you love them. You know how you're going to make a difference in somebody's life that maybe doesn't know the Lord, maybe not living in the way that they should? You know what's going to win them over? The love of Jesus Christ that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to get a picture of that. The love that's been shed abroad. It didn't say the love that lives in the fence in my heart. It said the love that's being shed, that's being given, that's being shared. The love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I tell you, God is looking for a people that will dare to love in an unlovely, hateful, hurtful world that we live in. That's how the difference is going to be known. They will know us by our or they're going to know us by the way we wear our hair, bless God. They're going to know us by the clothes that we wear. No. They're going to know us by how holy we are. Well, we should live holy lives, but a lot of times you can't see that holiness. But you can see, you can detect, you can understand, you can be touched with the love of Jesus Christ. 
You know, I remember, and this has been years ago, but I remember that I was out, uh, I think it was Tampa, Florida, and we were out on the streets of Tampa, Florida, and we had gone into this area that, that was a castaway. You understand what I'm saying? Where nobody would go into those places much. They weren't going in there because it wasn't a very nice place. It was a place where drunks, winos, prostitutes, and all those kinds of people were. But do you know that Jesus gave his life for the winos, the prostitutes? And I tell you what, it's going to be going into those places and taking a love that melts away all the hurt. Why are those people doing that? Because they've been hurt. Because they've been wounded by the circumstances of life. And God heals those that have been bruised. He brings them out. Yes, he does. And you know, they're like castaway people that nobody wants anything to do with because we're afraid. But uh, you know, you don't do stuff just, you know, putting yourself in dangerous <coughs> positions. But I tell you, we went in there because we knew we were supposed to go. And I went in there and there was this man and he was so drunk that he couldn't stand up. And first of all, I started to just, you know, give him a little God loves you and walk on. But you know, something in me, and I believe it's called the love of Jesus Christ that's been shed abroad in my heart, reached out to that man. And I stood there and I began to share the gospel message with him. And I told him, I said, you may be drunk right now, but I said, if you want Jesus, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray that you get sober. And I had faith to believe it. I'm going to believe that you get sober just like that. And you can pray this prayer. And if you mean it, you're coming into the kingdom of God. I want that, I want that, I want that. I said, okay, I'm going to pray. And I laid my hands on him, and I prayed for him, and so help me, he came to himself. He was not a drunk man, and we prayed that prayer. And you know, after I got through praying, talked to that man, and do you know his sister was from Knoxville? Sister lived in Knoxville. And I said, well, brother, I said, I tell you what, God brought me all the way from Knoxville down here. I didn't know that was what I was supposed to be doing, but he brought me here for this reason, you know. And so, see, we've got to, we've got to be able to take the love. See, you, if you think that the love of God is just for sanitized uh, situations and people, no, no, no. The love of Jesus Christ is shed abroad. It goes beyond boundaries. It goes over into areas that we could not reach or touch. But see, the love of Jesus in a life of a believer is so life-changing. Yes. It's life-changing. My life has been changed. I'm not the same person I used to be. And thank God for the power of Jesus Christ and for the blood of the Lamb. And I so... I so appreciate that, that I want to tell everybody that I can what God has done for me. Don't you? But you see that love that's been put in our hearts, it's there. Uh, God loves you. He loves you. If you had been the only person in the whole world, He would have given Himself. He would have sent His only begotten Son for you. And see, if you understand His love for you, then you want to take that same love that you have been given and you want to take it out into a world that is dying, that is on its way to hell, and you've got an answer. 
Well, you say, well, I tried to share it, but they wouldn't receive. Will you just, you just be like David and turn from that one? You remember when he had to turn from his brother? Wow. You know, God had sent him on a mission and lied. Well, you, what do you think you're doing out here with those just futile uh, wimpy sheep that you have. You just get get out of here and go back home. You didn't. He didn't stand there and argue. He didn't stand there and say, "Well, I'm so wounded and rejected. I'm a victim." No, he did not. <laughs> he. The Bible said this is what he did. Here's a lie, and he's talking to him, and he turns and talks to somebody else. And that's what we need to do. When somebody doesn't receive, you just turn and turn to somebody else because somebody else is hungry and ready to receive. And the Bible says that you are the salt. You are the light. Well, this one on this side of me, they're the salt, they're the light, but you know, I'm not quite there yet. No, I don't care if you came into the kingdom today. You are the salt and you are the light. And you've got a testimony. And the Bible says you overcome Satan by the, uh, the word of your testimony and by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been washed and cleansed in the blood. Now you've got a testimony and you overcome the works of darkness that is strapping and chaining people. You just, you just publish the word. Publish your testimony. What God has done for you. Amen. All right. So we know that God is love. Can you say amen? amen? And God has put his love in our hearts and it's not there to remain just for us. It's there to be shed abroad. Amen. I want you to take your Bibles. I'll tell you which book this time. I won't make you guess. I want you to turn to Philippians chapter number one and verse number nine. Now see, when we talk about culting cultivating God's love in your life, what we're talking about is an increase, okay? Not that, not that it stays the same, but it increases. There's one scripture that says that you may ex excel, that you may increase, that you may abound. I think it's in 1 Thessalonians, in God's love. That you may abound, that you may be abundant in God's love. Your capacity increase. And this is out of the Amplified Bible in Philippians 1.9. And this I pray, this was Paul's prayer for the Philippian church, that your love may abound yet more and more. See, because we've got more love today, we can have more and more love tomorrow. We can grow and we can abound in God's love. When, when we come into the kingdom... We don't fully understand, but we begin to grow just like a little babe grows into a toddler. And then we, you know, become a teenager and then we become an adult. You see, you can grow, cultivate, and develop God's love in your life. Don't you know it's true? Many of us who've been married for a little while, you know, when I first got married, I liked to pout a little bit. Does anybody identify with that? No, nobody. No, not me. <laughs> Well, I'd like to pout a little bit if I didn't get my way. You might have called me a little spoiled, I guess. But you know what? I didn't stay that way. I have grown a little bit. And you know, as I've gotten into the Word of God, I've really grown a lot because I've really uh, seen through the Scriptures how I ought to act, 
how to, how to respond to uh, my husband, how to respond to other Christians, how to respond to other people. And I know that pouting, being offended, and doing all those things, that's not the way to go. That's not the way, the way to grow in Christ. Isn't that right? So the way I used to be in my early marriage is not the way that I am now lots of years later. And so that's the way we ought to be in the kingdom of God and growing and cultivating and increasing and developing in the love of God. We were at one place, but now we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. I don't know how to tell you this, but even in this church, we have got 60-year-old babes in the love of God. And it looks pretty funny running around with a diaper on at that age. Amen. You know it's true. Well, they just offended me. I can't believe they said that to me. Get over it. You say, well, that's me. No, I'm speaking the truth in love to you. You better get over it. Because every time you turn around, there'll be a circumstance to keep you from growing in God and in His love. The devil will make sure of that. Tomorrow when you get up, oh, you're so full. Oh, when you leave here tonight, you're just, I bless God. I'm walking in the love of God. I'm increasing in love. And you get up in the morning and your husband and wife just says something to you and it just, what do you mean by that? And here it goes. You know, everybody, let's just be hateful and grouchy today. Don't you know it's true? It's a test. It's a test. It's a test. Now, you remember I said that to you. Now, you get up in the morning, and if you feel that way, you just say this to yourself. She said it was a test, a test, a test. See, sometimes we want to say it to the other person. Well, you just don't even know that it's a test. Well, honey, he's coming at you, not at somebody else. And see, what we need to understand, and I tell the two marriage classes that I'm doing all the time, when I'm ministering and I'm saying something, I'm saying it to you, not so you can use it on your spouse or who you're engaged to. And I hear people all the time, well, I wish they'd have been here. They needed to hear this. <laughs> well, you know what? That may be true, but I got a feeling you were there and you needed to hear it. It's the truth. A test, a test, a test. That's right, for you individually, not for, you know, somebody else. Amen? And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and then extend to its fullest development. Lord, I pray that in my life. I pray that for you, that our love would extend to its fullest development. I tell you, when that hits, you know, you're not, there's no way to keep the, peop, the floods of people that are going to come to the Lord out of this place when we, when we realize that and when we see it because we are preparing the temple of God. We are preparing the house of God for what He wants. Why? Because this old world is full of people who are hurting. It's full of people that are looking for answers. And the world doesn't have it. The world tries to give answers, but the world doesn't have it. What the world gives makes it worse. Do what I do and be like me. What, a failure? What, a drug addict? 
What a drunkard. What a whoremonger. No. We want to be like Jesus. And so he said that this love may abound more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge. See, if you're going to develop fully in the love of God, God you've got to have knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. knowledge. Where does knowledge come from? Well, it comes from my psychology book. But what I'm saying is the knowledge comes through the Word of God. Amen. Thy Word is truth. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you don't love people, when you treat people ugly, when you're rude and unmannerly and unkind and all the things that 1 Corinthians 13 talks about, that's not, that's not the love of God. That's not the love of God at all. That's a step out of the love of God. But he says that if you're going to extend to its, this love to its fullest development, it's going to come through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Do you know the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge? My people, this is God talking. See, many people know the Lord Jesus Christ and they've been born again, but they do not have a revelation of who God is and what His Word uh, reveals to the church. They don't know it. And because of that, uh, they are being destroyed. What does that word destroyed mean? It means being cut off or silenced. Your voice, your testimony, your witness is being silenced because of ignorance or just not being a doer of what you know. But many times, God's people do not know. They do not know. And because they don't know, they're being silenced and cut off. I tell you, it's time for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to arise with a voice of triumph that we sing about and not be cut off and not be silenced anymore and not allow the devil to cut us off that we could walk and develop in the love of God. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.